Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. <laughs> it is khaki. Yeah. Don't want more MC, y'all. Yeah. Are you horny? Because I'm horny. I'm horny as hell, man. It's about that time. Yeah. It's Tuesday night. Tuesday night. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. You know what time it is. Y'all know. It's time for you to turn down those lights. Turn down those lights. Light some candles. Light some candles. Because now... We're in bed with Dr. Seuss. I hope you're tucked in. Because you are now in bed with Dr. Seuss. Yes, you lucky devils, you are in bed with me once again. It's Tuesday, October the 15th. And we have Joe here, of course. Hi, Joe. Hello. Yay. Um... We have a very lovely lady with us this evening. And she's not even and tied up. And you're going to be able to, to listen to her talk. I, I know that you're going to be completely mesmerized. Cool. That doesn't happen often. Oh, no. You, you're going to like this. You're going, to, you're going to be, like, all nice and mesmerized and relaxed. Just listening to the beautiful, dulcet tones of Allison Tyler reading... Her erotica. Mm. Scary stuff. Oh, by the way, I have a whole bunch of reminders before I forget. Um, Let me start off with, while Allison is reading, so during the time that she is reading from her book, the first caller through is going to have a chance to win a copy of Dark Secret Love. So lucky you guys. And just remember, you're going to have to give Joe your mailing address so that we can have the book sent to you. So, other than that, um, let's just move on really quickly. You guys need to get your entries in for the Horror Erotica Writing Contest that we're running with Riverdale Avenue Books. And you can find that on the website, inbedwithdrsue.com. If you look up in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see the Horror Writing Contest tab. Just click on that, and you can find out all the contest details. The deadline is October 25th, so obviously that's coming up, 10 days, TikTok. So you want to get those uh, stories in really quickly because we still have to read them all. I'm excited, too, because I know there's a bunch of people who are feverishly writing in the background because they've gotten in touch with me and said, oh, okay. yeah, okay, I'm writing one out, I'm writing it, I'm writing it. So hopefully if everybody has the chance to finish what they're doing and get it sent in, that'll be great. But there's a ton of people that I've talked to that are just like, oh, yeah, this is like making me stretch. So That is the hardest part, fun. finishing it. The hardest part is finishing it. The other thing that um, I noticed was people were like, only 2,500 words? And it, that's a stretch, too, because if you're used to writing novellas, if you're used to writing something longer that you end up, you know, oh, I don't know if I can just stop talking in 2,500 words, so <laughs> let alone have a beginning, middle, and end. So it's it just makes you stretch. It's wait, wait a minute. Why do you have to have a middle, beginning, and end? Why can't you just well, take a select theory, reading of a larger work that you have? Are you getting all Sheldon Cooper on me again? I'm just saying that um, let's stop You're putting like, rules shoot on these authors. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if like a book is a slice of life, then we just want maybe a slice of the book, too. That's right. So. Like, you could write a one chapter. Chapters have beginning, middles, and ends, too. Well, I know, but we want like the best of those twenty five hundred words. Oh, I want I want I want you to knock my socks off. And That's I don't even have time to, to say, obviously. It's got nothing to do with me because it's just it's it's gonna be going up with a panel of judges from River from Riverdale, but Yeah, I'm just dying to read this. I have one at the moment that I have read. Um I've got a couple more that I still have to read. And they're getting. I don't even get to read. They're good. So I don't. I don't even get to read this, so I don't even know what's. Do happening. you want to? I can send them to you if you want to read them. Well, I don't know. Is that? But like, I'm going to be posting rules? them on the site, so everyone's going to be able to read them once we figure out who wins. Oh, cool! 
So are, are you going to like have so like everybody's going to be number? able to? Are you going to have like just yeah. post it and the author's number or something? Yeah, we'll let them know cool. what order they came in. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those deals where I'm going to be taking the weekend of like the 26th and 27th, and I'm going to be doing nothing but reading. You may end up having to read some because <laughs> you know what people are like. It's going to be they're all going to come flooding in right at the deadline on Friday night. Yes. It's a given. I know that that's what's going to happen. So I'm like, okay, i got to be prepared for this. I'm going to do a lot of reading. Well, that's good. And Doms, if you're listening in, my darlings, can you please send me your freakiest client stories? Um, we're going to be putting that on the next show, which is the Halloween Freak Fest show. Yay! My favorite have, show ever. We have, like, major, like, guests lined up for that show, don't we? Oh, my God. We have, like, oh, I'm so stoked. I'm going to tell them because I'm going to promo it. We have, we were promo lucky it. enough at the last minute. What? Promo it to hell. Promo it to hell, man. Promo it out. Oh, I am. I am. Are you kidding me? We have Robert Ryan. And for those of you who don't know who Robert Ryan is, he's also known as Corpsey. He is the editor-in-chief of Girls and Corpses magazine. If you are in any way offended by chicks in magazines posing with dead people, <laughs> they're not really dead people. I mean, come on. But you know what I mean? Like if you're offended you're by for me now. chicks posing... Well, yeah, but well, no, well, I'm as if they'd be real. Please, <laughs> I'm about sure. But no, it's I so had cool nothing. because he's got. Did you when you were over there? Alice Cooper, um, Charlie Sheen, everybody has been oh, having a look at this this magazine. It's just I, it's I have becoming never even this heard of culture. this magazine. I've never even heard of this magazine until like you told it to me like yesterday. And Courtney just, Stodden has posed in it. Um, that you know, it's all the D-listers, right? So, the um, that Farrah Abraham, that you know, Hobag. Hey, hey, hey! Teen Mom, she was just recently in it. She's in the upcoming backdoor Teen Mom, believe. baby. Oh yeah. Gotta love your porn. So this magazine is like, as they describe it, Maxim meets Dawn of the Dead. And it's actually when you. Go. Everyone goes, oh, you go and look at the site, it's really stupid. It's actually not. You get pulled in, and you're kind of, like, fascinated by it. It's not gross. It's no. cute. It's funny. It's satire. It's wonderful. That's why I love it, and I'm so it, happy to have corpses coming on It is so wrong show. and yet so right at the same time. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan just said everyone can now cross off Hobag. Hobag on their Dr. Sue Word bingo card. We should actually do that. That would be fun. That would be. It's like they do the drinking game with my show. We could totally do that. We we do. We have done. I know some of the girls that do a drinking show when they listen to this show. Or drinking game. What would the drinking word be? Tonight's drinking word? I don't know. You pick it. Hmm. Um, erotic. That will be tonight's drinking okay. word. That sounds good. Whenever, like whenever you or I say that word, people have to take. You gotta it. have a shot. Shot, shot. So this is this is like forced intoxication. That's right. It would be better if it was every time we said that you had to click and send money to someone, preferably me. But that's okay. It's just that's another show. Yeah. Anyway, so don't forget your freaky clients. Don't forget to get your stuff in for the writing contest. And definitely make sure you hit up the next show because it is going to be a freaking blast. We, I have so many hilarious stories from Dom so far of their freakiest client or client requests. And it's just... Wow. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Now maybe I they should write that into all, like, a, like wow. Maybe maybe they should write that into like twenty five hundred words and submit it twice. <laughs> exactly. Twelve hundred words and just keep repeating it. Well, there you go. Oh, oh it no, can it's be like so a delusional funny. it can be like a delusional person who has to repeat everything twice. <laughs> are they that. delusional or, or or do they have you know, some form of autism that makes them repeat everything? I don't know. Maybe there's like a mirror universe where the other guy has to repeat it. 
Okay, now you're just getting like really weird and Star Trekky on me, and it's your geek is showing. But your geek erotic. <laughs> erotic, erotic, erotic. Do it. Right there. Suck Sir it Beast back, baby. Is gonna get drunk off his ass. <laughs> that's the way you do it. Well, that's the whole point. Come on, Beastie. We're supposed to have fun here. So, you guys are now up to date with everything that's going on. Don't forget that we have... Oh, don't forget to pick up your tickets for the Halloween, the Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball. That is coming up on the 26th TikTok. If you're not... Don't wait to try and get into that thing. Seriously. Actually, Corpsey will be at the Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball. He is going to be set up there, and he's not only going to be exhibiting, he's going to be partying, so you can party with the Corpster. Um... Yeah. Makes me want to go. But there's so many people going. There's so many really cool exhibits and stuff for that that party. It's just off the chart. They've got three opening parties on the 25th, and they've got another three after parties. Holy crap. It's, it's crazy. It's just absolutely huge. And do you want to know who's going? One of our doms is going. I'm not going to say who it is because she has issues right now. But unfortunately, whenever she says where she's going people get there ahead of time and cancel her business so oh oh it's yeah if she puts an ad in front page if people know that it's her ad they they get it shut down that's not nice people well you know that would be nice if they would but women play nicely Uh girls play nicely so i want to talk to allison i don't know about you do you want to talk to allison I want people to call in to talk to Allison. That's right. Call in, talk to Allison. We know you're her fan. We know that you're in here listening and you're sitting here going, should I call in? I'm really scared. You don't have to be scared. You can be anonymous. Nobody knows who you are. It's okay. And Allison would love to hear. They want the book. Well, yeah, you can't be anonymous if you want the book. That's true. So, anyways, give us a call to talk to her. 646-478-3644 is the number. And you can talk to Allison Tyler yourself. She has written an amazing book. I have been, I just finished it today, as I was saying on Twitter earlier, when I was trying to sit outside and be nice and quiet, but unfortunately my quiet was interrupted by gunshots because, well, you know, it's that time of year. So everyone's getting ready to blast their bambies. Uh, so it just it's so annoying because you're just out there. It's like, okay, seriously? I used to live in Detroit. If I wanted to listen to this, I would just move back. Come on. Knock it off. But I guess it's, I don't know, there's stuff before deer and there's some sort of feathery things that they're out blowing up. I have no idea. Erotic. Anyways, I was out there reading this. I, I have to tell you, this is... When it's been touted as the real Fifty Shades. And part of me doesn't want to say that because Fifty Shades has such a negative connotation to it now. But what it is is it's a real tale of submission. In other words, this is a semi-autobiographical story about her own submission. And it is absolutely amazing it's it's wonderful it's 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 actually quite beautiful to watch her unfold so let's bring this lovely lady on shall we i think we shall allison hi hello my dear how are you doing i think i've had five shots if i'm keeping up with your erotic game (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right no you said you and me you didn't say if allison said it uh there you go <laughs> erotic, you. erotic. There you go. <laughs> Three more shots, you guys. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll be crossing. So I, I I, this book is so good. Like it really, really is. If you're going to read something about someone's journey through it, this is the book to do it. It's not. That's that's probably why they're saying it's. Actually, no. The reason why they're probably saying that it's more like Fifty Shades is simply because it's a chick submitting. <laughs> I, I, don't <laughs> I don't see the say. I don't see the resemblance at all. Well, Yours um, is better. I, thank you. I actually haven't read the other, so I. <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's something that 
yours is a page turner that keeps going and going. The problem with Fifty Shades was they took a book that could have been a single book and dragged it out over three. Okay. So there's a lot of, oh, dear God, they're doing that again. This is so boring. <laughs> I, I couldn't make it through. It was that boring. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I like your talk it, about it the, just, It's repetitive. I like your talk about the short story contest that you're doing. Um, yeah. Because I, I'm fascinated by super short stories. I've done several books of 1,000 words to 1,500-word short stories. And I think it's amazing. awesome. <laughs> I think it's amazing when writers can do just what you said, beginning, middle, and end in a very short space. In a very short amount of space. And it does yes. make, especially a novelist, have to stretch. You'd think, oh, well, that's not a big stretch. Yes, it is when it you're is. used to being wordy. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. It's the a title lot of harder. Box. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's fascinating. Oh, that's great. No, I just... Yeah. I, kind of popped off the top of my head and thought, what the heck, let's see what we come up with. Maybe we can find a budding star. Oh, I think that's wonderful. That would be fun. <laughs> so what was it like? I, you know, you say this is semi-autobiographical. Right. So and you've I, obviously, what, you've embellished a bit? I've I've twisted and turned, but I've done a lot of what's in the book. And I... I had a conversation with authors about seven years ago about how we got started writing. Mm-hmm. And I started I started posting like 1,000 word um, a day, um, uh, like mini chapters um, about how I started in the industry. And ah, so that was, that was sort of the beginning. Um, right. And I didn't have any concept of what it was going to be. Like I didn't like if you sit down and you write a novel, they hire you for fifty five thousand words to eighty five thousand words, you know. That's what you said, beginning, middle and end. And I ended up writing about half a million words um in these little pockets. Um right. and then I just put it aside and I didn't really know what to do with it because what do you do with a half a million words? <laughs> and to you, you, you would think, Well, this is just sort of my meanderings, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. wrote a lot about real men I dated and I wrote a lot about the right. first person who um, sort of saw what I wanted and gave me what I needed, and the horror in finding that not all men were going to know, <laughs> and how depressing that, that all, was. Not all men were going to know. <laughs> not all men have the dom radar. No, that's very true. Usually they're submissive. Those are the ones you want to stay away from. <laughs> well, I guess I kind of thought, I mean, I sort of lucked out in a way that my first boyfriend was very, very dominant. and Right. So every fantasy I had, he guessed. Um, mm-hmm. And the, and then I moved on, you know, and I went to college, and there were these college boys who didn't know anything, <laughs> or the ones I knew. I mean, I'm not saying all, <laughs> but the ones so I met were. So you're saying, okay, you're thinking, okay, well, everyone has this preconceived notion that a black guy is so good in bed, <sighs> and you ran into a whole bunch that didn't know what they were doing? Well, I I met somebody who could sort of look in my eyes and see what I wanted, and then I would go out on dates and the guy just wanted something vanilla. And I sort of looked vanilla and seemed like I would be that way. And I had a really mm-hmm. hard time asking, you know, well, for what hint. you wanted. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you even then, know what you wanted? Yes, your first boyfriend was dominant, but did you have feelings of submission before that? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely did. But I didn't really know what they were. <laughs> I mean, I would go out on dates and I wouldn't really right. feel anything. Or girls would talk about guys or what they did and I wouldn't really comprehend it that much. And right. um I don't know, that doesn't make a lot of sense, I guess. But I just didn't No, it does, because if you're looking at it from you know, like if you're here you are, you're not even really sure. I mean no one if someone said submissive to you at the time you were probably like, Well, I don't have no idea what, what you're does talking that mean. About. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And, so and it doesn't yeah, I think everybody goes through that. And you you didn't ha- there wasn't quite so much so many resources. I mean, you could stumble no, upon there wasn't. something. No, <laughs> there really, you'd stumble upon uh, Victorian erotica or um, nine and a half weeks or something, but it wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the BDSM, when I would find something, it has such dark. Uh, so many of them have really dark endings, as the woman's right. institutionalized or the person has to jump off a building or something sad has to happen. Um, exactly. And so, <laughs> So then you feel this sort of shame because you want something that's different from what everybody else in your, you know, apartment or dorm floor or office seems to want. 
And then I actually met a man who made me feel really bad for wanting it. And I stayed with him for way too long. <laughs> way too long. So you got repressed among it all. Yeah, and actually he was very much like a dom except in the bedroom. <laughs> like I had to follow all of his rules, but he was um, not not interested in sex at all, actually. Um, and when I pressed him on that, he would say, well, we'll, you know, grow old together and sit in rocking chairs or whatever, but I was, you know, 20. <laughs> so, so do you was... <laughs> think, looking back on it now, do you think it was because he was submissive himself? I know that every other woman he dated was, like, uh, very type A, older than him. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the only time he dated someone younger. And, yeah, maybe. I mean, I actually have no idea what makes him tick, even after years together. I have no idea. Right. Um, but, yeah, um, that was actually a really dark place for me. And so it's well, one of my Well, it's because hopes. you're so stifled. Yeah. And you can't really go up to people and say, what I really want is for someone to tie me down and whip me, and that's going to make me see fireworks. If the person is somebody who wants somebody to bring them roses and candy. <laughs> but did you know you wanted to be tied down and whipped at that point? Uh, yeah, absolutely by that point, did yes. You? Yes, yes, and I was writing that all the time, things just, you know, I had a little typewriter, and I would write things down. So you had, just like Samantha in the book. Yeah. Just like Samantha in the book, you had your typewriter. I did, I did. Um, So, anyway, when I had the opportunity to put the half million words into some kind of book form, my my real goal is to show that you could be interested in... you could have really what some people would consider dark cravings and not be someone who's totally screwed up or who has to pay you know, with your soul in some way. Uh, yes. Or be apologetic. Um, I, I don't, you know. I'm or feel bad about their submissive I feel bad. feelings. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm fine feeling bad in a kinky way, <laughs> but I want to be able to sort of dress myself afterwards and be like, no, I'm a, I'm a really good person. <laughs> So. Exactly, and, and and this is understand. This is not just a female sub thing. This is a thing that subs deal with both genders. Yeah, I'm sure, absolutely. Um, I, There's I a think... lot of shame until you can accept it and kind of let everything else roll off. Absolutely, um, and I think because there's not, I mean, there's not a lot of people you can turn to. Uh, when you're first looking, because there is like that fear. I mean, I absolutely was down on my knees in a shag carpeted living room, drunk as a skunk, <laughs> telling him <laughs> what I wanted. <laughs> I intentionally, I there was a restaurant called City in Los Angeles, and I poured vodka down my throat, thinking I'm finally going to say it because I thought he was treating me carefully because he was worried that he would shock me or hurt me or something. And no, oh okay. no. <laughs> He had no kink, and then that's fine. We just were poorly matched. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, but I but I some I don't know. I think there's a lot of innocence on my part to think like maybe all grown-ups were kinky or something. Like maybe all what? Sorry. All grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody had some kind of kink like in their closet that they'd be happy to share if you just gave them the opportunity. I don't know. <laughs> The thing is, a lot of people do, and you kind of hope that and it's, with anyone that has a kink that has to go to a partner and say, you know, this is this is what I want. It, it's, a, it's a tough thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to do because you're automatically expecting rejection. Absolutely. And the problem is when it comes to fetish, kink, BDSM, a lot of times you get it. Yeah, Because absolutely. people don't understand it. I wrote a novel that had that was really pretty dark, and a movie producer invited me in to talk about it. Somehow I got a copy of it. And so was, everybody was really excited, oh, you're going to have a movie made. And I came in, and he simply wanted to tell me that I was really screwed up. <laughs> that, um, you know, no... And that you were deviant in some yeah. way? Yeah, I was perverted. Um, he read the whole thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that there's plenty of people who will tell you you're wrong or if you find the right person or I mean there was some there was a there was an interview I think with Susie Bright in 1993 that I had read and she had a quote and I always get it sort of wrong but it was that very few people reach orgasm to balloons and walks on the beach and teddy bears it was something like just nice like that that I thought oh good that's very true (laughs) you know 
Um, but, but, but and people feel guilty for their fantasies, and they really shouldn't. No, it, right. There's a whole lot of guilt that society puts on we as just regular human beings that unless you're fantasizing about the teddy bears and the white picket fence and right. you know the 2.5 children, that you are in some way somehow deviant. Yeah. So no wonder no one says anything. No wonder everyone's in very boring, very loveless marriages because nobody's getting their needs met. Absolutely. And it's a shame. I talk to more men who are in hetero marriages who want to branch out or even buy curious or, you know, they want to do cuckolding or they want to do anything. And they're just, they, they're terrified. They don't want to bring it up. So, okay, well, I'll just, I'm just going to, you know, opt for the moral end of things. And it's like, oh, my God, why are you sad. doing that? Yeah, no, I think it's really sad. And then, I mean, I think many, I mean, and many women, I think, get to a certain point and they just sort of give up or, you know. Mm-hmm. But but I was I was very, very close to the edge um, when I left that relationship because I had everybody telling me this was the perfect man for me, you know. And, and you know, I did the thing that women sometimes do where you just take all his friends as your friends and you lose your friends. So yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know that? So I didn't have anyone yep. really to turn to. And, um, yeah, it was a bad place for me. So, um, And then I just went on sort of a massive exploration of different you – know, like I think leaving that was so freeing that I was just like, whatever happens. I'm, you mm-hmm. know, when you kind of give up something like that, it can be such a great <laughs> freeing experience. Exactly. So, um, yeah, um, but and it people is, need to realize that, and that's why this book is so wonderful because it's such a lovely journey going from, you know, is it erotic? Absolutely, it's completely erotic. It's not, you know, it's it's not all hearts and flowers. Don't think that it's 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 a very erotic book, but it's it's just like I said, it's just such a nice journey to, and it's real. Yeah, that's the thing that it's it's not all the, you know girl meets millionaire who, you know, happens to spank her. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's real stuff. This is this is your life, you know, well, intertwined in this book. What was also a little scary to me is that I I did write about this concept and I don't know how well I did, but that sometimes you can't win. That there's like games, um they're sort of head games as well as bedroom games where sort of by losing you win and um I like this. <laughs> well, to a stop, losing is always going to be the win anyways. That's the yeah. reason why you, you had this tone throughout the book of, you know, here is Allison. Yes, she's a good little submissive, but even she knows that if she's naughty, it's more fun. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, like that's the whole point. It is. But I, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, it still feels weird. I mean, this is still like taking off all your clothes and getting in front of people and saying, okay, it's, this your, is it's exposure. Clothes. Yeah, like it it's is. vulnerability. And I do a lot of that in a lot of my writing. I mean, probably everything I've written has had some sliver, um, sometimes more of a sliver, mm-hmm. you know, as me. But this was the close I've gotten to really saying, no, this is what I've done. Um, well, I mean, what is the you? first thing they teach you in writing school? Not that there really is anything such thing, but when you're in school, <laughs> writers write what they know. They do say that, and then everybody... So they do, and it does start coming through in little threads of your books. Like, But how was it when you're doing this one? This is like really a pretty personal book, even though you've sort of mixed it up a little bit, but it's yeah. still a pretty personal book. Yeah. How, what? Now you've written, and you've written a pile of books before this. You've edited <laughs> yeah. a pile of books. You've done so much in the industry. Why now, why all of a sudden did you feel that it, you were inspired to just go, okay, I'm going to put this out there? Well, I have, so I've written, like you said, I wrote about nine novels from Masquerade, like back in the day, and nine for Black Lace. And I concentrate on anthologies for Cleus for the last decade. I've done right. 50, I think, um, anthologies. and But I never stopped writing novels. Like, I like the length of them, um, and you can play around with them. But you always have to try to entertain yourself with something new. And so writing for the blog was different for me because I, like, I literally would wake up in the morning and write 1,000, 1,500 words every day, like for a year and a half maybe. And um, 
I don't know. I think I was entertaining myself as much as I hoped as the people are reading it. Um, as far as why publish it now, Cleus just gave me the opportunity. I mean, they don't put out a lot of novels, but they allowed me to, um, you know, to package it my way. They gave me a lot of um, input on the cover and on the style. I was going to say, it, the cover I noticed on your Twitter, you had a different cover. Oh, that's the, the – I was actually lucky enough I have a British edition. <laughs> They brought out is that the British edition? The one with the red tie is the British edition. So what what determines that? Like, why did you go? Okay, this is the cover oh, for the North American edition. I, I didn't. I didn't actually have any say for what the UK does. But for really? The Cle- yeah, the Cleus actually sends. I mean, I'm really lucky, and but they will send me like nine or ten covers sometimes and say, what you know, what what do you like? And in this instance, I just fell in love with this cover immediately. I was just like, oh. You know, please, this is the cover of my dreams. So, I mean, I wanted it to be pretty, like pretty on the outside, like you could have that on your dining yeah. table or whatever. Um, and I'm not, I have no problem with the super sexy covers either. I just thought it was different. It's sort of a unique. It, way. You know what? And it is. It's not, and that's why I was looking at that one going, wow, these are two completely different covers yeah. because that <laughs> yeah. one's obviously the typical dark, you know, throw black on it throw, you know, a pair of handcuffs kind of a thing. It just, and this is so much brighter and lighter, and, and it just, it's happier looking. It is a really pretty cover. I just, yeah, I I mean, I'm not, I won't say I'm jaded, because I have had a lot of books out, but this one really stood out for me. I was very happy with this. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't really know the timing-wise. Like I said, I, I did start writing it, I think, in 2006, so it's like the longest project I've ever worked on. And I've compiled, I think, eight, eight um, novels from it so far. Um, so Holy cow, that's beautiful. <laughs> it just could keep, I mean, as long as you want to read it, I have the words. But um, I, I feel really lucky with this, honestly. So, um, and, and scared. The first couple of reviews that came in, just terrifying. One of them was a, a magazine reviewed it and said, um, feminists won't like this. Feminists and religious people will not like the book. And I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, so you never know what's going to... Well, they won't, but they're not, they're also, they're not going to understand the world of DNS anyways. Probably not, so, yeah. Not likely. So, but you're not going to ever please everybody. <laughs> no, you can't. You're never, I ever, try. ever going. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure that there's uh, have a, a lot of religious groups that would jump on this as well to get over it. Yeah. Yeah, Just don't absolutely. pick it up if you're scared, you know. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we so, are going yeah. to go to a commercial, and when we come back, are you going to be ready to read? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay, we're going to be right back. Okay. Hi. Hi there. Welcome to Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball. Oh, hi, Sky. Mm-hmm. Great costume this year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you should take the ball out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I call it Spider Slave Boy. The most outrageous, bizarre, and risque Halloween party in the world returns to Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. The Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball. Yeah, you like that, don't you? You think you're a bad girl. Girl. Who said anything about me being a girl? For more info or to purchase this kind of tickets, visit HalloweenBall.com. You know the doc loves Halloween, and I've been able to score my in-bed listeners $10 off each ticket to the Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas, Saturday, October 26th. All you got to do is use the promo code RUBBER. Tickets available at Ticketmaster or at HalloweenBall.com. Remember to use promo code RUBBER at checkout and get your $10 off each ticket. This is Dr. Sue with an important message for each and every one of my listeners. Did you know one in two people will get an STD at some point in their life? And if you're a regular listener of the show, you've heard me tell you some pretty scary stories of what stupidity will bring to you. Gentlemen, get yourself tested. And responsible doms doing real-time sessions should know to always get their subs tested. And now, In Bed with Dr. Sue has teamed up with GetSTDTested.com to bring you completely confidential STD testing. Visit GetSTDTested.com and use coupon code Dr. Sue to save 10% on your test. Use your head, yes, the one on your shoulders, and head to GetSTDTested.com slash Dr. Sue and get your ass tested now. 
Okay, we are going to be back. And remember, this is your time to call in, 646-478-3644, because we're going to bring Allison back. She's going to read from her book, Dark Secret Love, A Story of Submission. So you guys get all nice and comfy and cozy. Grab those shots. Grab your, grab your what are they called? Those snuggle know, things. Sure those blanky really snuggle things. <laughs> erotic, yes, that's right. She's coming back and she's going to read very erotically for you. She actually used to do, Allison used to do voiceover for erotic, um, you know, books on tape kind of a thing. Ooh. So, you get ready. You ready? I'm ready. Joey, are you sure you're yeah. ready? Um, hold on. And by the way, if nobody calls in, I'm going to be giving away the book on Twitter. So it'll just 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 in case no one calls in. I mean, let's face it, it could happen. I don't think somebody either way has got to call in. Somebody's got to call in. Yeah, exactly. Even, this is your big even chance. Even if you even if you want to remain anonymous, still call in. We'll get you to ask you questions. Exactly. So here she is, the beautiful Allison Tyler. Hey, thank you. Um, so I was going to read from a part where um, my character is named Sam. She's still living with her um, boyfriend, but she's going out on the fly. Um, So she's going out with a man named Connor. All right. He asked me out on a date, knowing my situation, but not worrying about it. We met up for a movie in Century City and sat next to each other. We were both careful not to touch one another, yet accidentally, his arm brushed mine, my leg brushed his, Flickers of electricity flared through me. The tiniest touch was enough to make me shift in my seat, immediately aroused. I saw not one one frame of that film. Over beers afterwards, we played that same game, his foot touching mine under the table, mine brushing his, until finally, on the cusp of exploding, we retreated to the parking garage and made out like long-lost lovers. Connor couldn't keep his hands off me. He cradled my face in his strong hands, kissed me so firmly. He didn't touch me too forcefully. Didn't want to leave marks that I would have to, would have, wouldn't have been able to explain, but I felt from that first moment that I was his. After that, it was all over. Every day we met up somewhere at the office building, on the loading dock in the back, in the kitchen of the restaurant, in his car, in the parking garage. Every free second, we found a way to meet. I remember standing in front of him on the loading dock. He had on black jeans and a white T-shirt and leaned against the concrete wall of the building looking at me. I ran my hand down his flat stomach to the crotch of his jeans, could feel how much he wanted me. He tilted his head. I'm sorry. My page got ahead of me. Um, he t- tilted his head up and closed his eyes and let me stroke him. You're going to make me come if you keep if you keep that up, he said, his voice harsh. I know I promised him. I, I know. love this. No, just, okay. you're doing fine. Seriously, you're doing fine. I love it. That's good. Have I'm a like, shot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it makes it a little bit harder to keep on the page. Um, I actually am, I swear. I'm drinking tequila. I'm drinking tequila in honor of being on your show. I'm a little bit giddy. I love it. You see, that's just erotic. <laughs> exactly. It's just so erotic. I, um, yeah. Now I'm blushing because I stumbled over my own words. Oh, no, no. No blushing. You're not allowed to blush unless we have a cane in the room. (laughs) (laughs) I have a paddle, but I don't have a cane. Um, Now she's really flustered. Oh, crap. I am. I'm completely gone. (laughs) I'm sorry. Breathe breathe in. Breathe out. Uh, Breathe in. I'm sorry. Um, You're fine. I'm fine. Okay. Um, Okay. I felt as if I were on fire all the time, and suddenly Byron's critiques began to roll off me. I found that I didn't care much if he wasn't talking to me. Silence was better than constant nagging, than losing another 10 points. I didn't care if he hated my outfits. I was no longer looking for his approval. I was no longer dressing for him. My newfound glow brought brought comments from elsewhere. Alan at the upscale market, Johnny, an actor I ran into now and then in Santa Monica, Hunter, my former editor. People noticed a marked difference in me. At least everyone did but Byron. I took great pleasure in the fact that Byron hated Connor, that he called him dumb, clearly intimidated because Connor was so handsome. And this is the funny thing. I've never been into handsome. I'm much more of a Billy Bob Thornton than a Brad Pitt sort of girl. But Connor was a modern James Dean, blonde and blue-eyed and almost angelic, the kind of stunning that turns heads. I didn't want him for those reasons. I craved him because he saw something in me, even at my most beaten down, and he went after me. I have a photo of him following a night of no sleep. 
He's wearing black jeans and no shirt under an open blazer, and he's smoking a cigarette, but barely, the butt dangling from his lower lip. He has that insolent look that has always made me wet in a heartbeat. So there, I got through it. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. You did good. Did I do okay? It's you are perfectly time. fine. <laughs> Thank you. You never have to worry. You are doing really, really well. <laughs> Thank you. See, we write our so there you very go, shy. you guys. <laughs> uh, Belladonna you know, actually it. really. Oh, Belladonna's going to. Oh, Bella's calling in. Bella okay. wants the book. Bella's she calling does. in. And what is she going to do with that book? <laughs> well, she wants to. I believe Bella wants to um, give it to Madame Saussette, who is a sock puppet dominatrix who is a very amazingly good writer. I don't know who's behind the sock puppet, but she really is actually quite a good writer. Oh, that's awesome. So, who have we got? Are you going to answer or am I going to answer? Go answer, because you know it's going to be Miss Belladonna. <laughs> Hi, Bella. Hi, Sue. How are you? Very good, beautiful lady. Okay. The I want that to go to Madame Zosette. I do have her address. I'll email it to you. Oh, brilliant. Okay, yeah, that's great. Because honestly, her her writing is unbelievable. I I had the privilege to preview some of her book. She let me read it. Really? And and it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's very well done. And apparently she's also going to be writing us a short story. Hopefully, fingers crossed. She said well, she's working. I, I, I don't know about that, but I'm a little. I've been trying to get your permission to put you in a, in a, into a fictional story, and you didn't give me permission yet. You didn't ask me. What are you talking about? I tweeted you on Twitter, lady. I want. I, to, I, want, I want to write a fiction. <laughs> I want to write a fiction story, and I want to put you and the sock puppet, Madame Sosay, and this toxic artist. And Natasha hurts in it, and I needed your guys's permission. I never saw that tweet. I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> I would be honored. That'd be fun. Actually, it's going to be kind of a humorous story. We're taking over the Congress. We have enough for taking over the government. Love it. I love it. We take over. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh my so, God! It would be the best I'm government moving, ever. I, and I don't have enough space. That's why I said Madame Sosay. She gets, she becomes the beneficiary of this wonderful book that we've heard a snippet from, and it's was it, wonderful, it, it really darling. You did an awesome job reading, yay! Woo! <laughs> Allison, that was for you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> She's over there going, "Where's my tequila?" I am, I am. <laughs> She's listening. I'm drinking and listening. You haven't said the word lately, though. Erotic. Okay, erotic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love a good drinking game. Yay. All right, so is there anything else I need to be doing, or do I just let you get on with the show and get back to that fantastic book you guys are talking about? And the I wonderful believe author. that's it, and you have my permission to use me, abuse me, and do whatever you want with me. Oh, honey, I'm not abusing you. You become sick of the house. Just wait till you see it. Good. <laughs> Speaker okay. of the house. Oh, this should be good. Oh, okay. Bye, darlings, and great show. Thank you. Bye. I'll email you the Okay. Bella's awesome. She's always here listening to the show. I have a question for you. Out of the doms that you've experienced from when you kind of awakened to your submissiveness to now, which one had the most impact on you? That is a great question. Um, I, or say I like, actually, like the most lasting impression. It, obviously, it's not going to necessarily be the person that you're with right now. No, I mean I have to say it would be the first guy that I was the first one because up until then I thought I really thought I was a freak. And oh, that's so it horrible. <laughs> well, oh. it, I mean it's one of those things like you said that like you could go to slumber parties, you can hang out with girls, and if you're not lucky. You can be with people who, it just never comes up. And so if you're, mm-hmm. I mean, I would go out with boys and I would always hope they were going to hold my wrist instead of my hand. Um, 
I, I just had all these different kinds of thoughts. You know, wouldn't it be cool if they blindfolded me? Or wouldn't it right. be cool if I wasn't quite sure, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm a very, I have a very kinky fantasy life. Um, right. But, but I, nobody ever talked like that. So, um, so the first one, I mean, and it's for some fu- funny reason, I didn't look at him and think, well, you must be a freak then. <laughs> instead, I <laughs> really, I didn't. I mean, that's sort of funny, right? Because instead of me thinking, wow, we're both freaks, I thought, oh, I must be okay. <laughs> Because he was so, he was so well, that's confident. Good that's it is good, good but when I think about it, yes. Confidence yeah, he was, from that, yeah. I did because he was. He really. He, I mean, he really did see me right away, and he knew. And from the first kiss, from the the way he held my ponytail on his head, from the way that he bit my my lip. I mean, from the way he talked to me, I right. just felt found and sort of saved. And um. I will always be really grateful for that. So, um, you, you know what I mean? Like that just kind of... Exactly, because he was the one that basically opened you up. Was He came to you the way you wanted him to, too, which yeah. was looked in your eyes and went, yeah, okay, I know yeah. what you want. Yeah, it was complete relief. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, the ponytail thing, Joe and I have gone over this ourselves. I can't stand it. I, I said to him, I can't stand it when a guy pulls my hair. Don't freaking pull my hair. And he goes, no, 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 no. There's an art to ponytail pulling. And he, you're right. I, didn't you say that to me, John? There so is an art. Long time ago. Well, yeah, I, w- I would totally buy that. I mean, I would also, I'm sure there's plenty of people who think it's the worst thing in the world. Like being tickled is very, very hard for me. And some people think that that is more more hideous than like any BDSM thing that you can come up with. Um, but, you know, ponytail pulling is delightful, I think. Well, you, he, it, again, it, it's got to be done the right way. Like I yep. can grab a guy's hair, and, and if you do it just the right way, it actually feels good. Right. Absolutely. For some reason, it does. Like if it, if you grab the hair just the right way, it kind of it's like oh, kinda, it's like when you get your hair washed. Yeah, it feels absolutely. just kind. Yeah, it does. It actually feels really good if it's done right. And it's funny. But that's, and the problem was it was never done right before on me. Yeah. That was why. See, and that's what he it's, said, didn't you, Joe? I did say that. <laughs> and it's funny, like then within the fetish world, there's people who only want to talk about hair and hair pulling, because mm-hmm. I wrote. I wrote a book early about uh, it was like a Victorian lesbian boarding school style romance, um, and somebody wrote me a fan letter, and it was just about the hair in the story. I hadn't even noticed I mentioned the hair, but apparently there was a lot of hair brushing in the story. And this oh, person really? Who wrote, Isn't that funny? And I got this person wrote me through my publisher and said, you know, I will pay you to write me a novella that's just about the hair. Like he didn't even want the girls to go for Okay, budding that. erotic authors, keep that in mind. Remember, <laughs> there is a fetish for literally everything. You know that. You've been tuned in to me enough. And I'm telling you, keep that in mind. Just Don't you love that? Hey, hair I, stories, people. I, I, I am I'm somebody who's a complete voyeur, and I love one of my, I mean, my biggest fetish is knowing what other people's fetishes are. Right. So as soon as I learned, you know, that there's people who like balloons, I have to write a balloon fetish story. And as soon as I learned I about it bubble wrap. And it's just, it's endless. It is. It's so endless. I you couldn't that. write the number of books compared to the number of fetishes and just kinks and things like that. And then how they break down. So you can have the person who likes the women in the high heel shoes, but then you can have the person who only likes when the woman has the shoe half on and it's dangling ever so. And she's kicking it back and forth. Yes, Uh exactly. Or (laughs) she has to have a French pedicure or she has to be wearing stockings or, yeah. There's so many subtle nuances. (laughs) I love it. I just do. I will never get tired of it. So, yes. um, But my my own are pretty. I I mean, I say I have a wildly, you know, kinky fantasy life, but I think that as a younger person, it really seemed out there, and probably a lot of my, you know, uh, handcuffs like that. I was just like, you'd see any kind of cop movie, and I couldn't think about anything that was going on because I'm just like, oh, look at the handcuffs. I just want to be arrested. 
<laughs> so true. <laughs> Just arrest me, bitch. I don't care about the rest of it. Well, you can't go out on like a date usually. No, you say. can't. <laughs> Would you mind? And actually, being arrested really just Wouldn't takes be, the shine no. off the fun. So. Well, or like I went out with a man who had a wallet chain and a wallet, and I just thought, of course he's going to use that, you know. But if they're not into that, they're not going to. Oh, they're not thinking that way. <laughs> no, but I am. I'm just like wallet chain, tie me up in the car. Like it's just, it seems so natural, you know. So yeah. So anyway, I think the first in that case that that was the best for me as far as lasting. But um, I'm always learning new things. I'm always trying to push my own envelopes, and yeah. With your writing or with your submission, or with, both? With both, with absolutely with both. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm really again I'm really lucky with Cleus because they keep letting me um try my hand at different BDSM anthologies, and I have because of the internet I have found so many wonderful authors from like all over the world. That's a completely different um. That's so different from when I started, when you actually mailed a letter to a magazine. You know, please publish my story. And then you wait. <laughs> please, 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 please publish my story. Exactly. And you get a form you get a form letter back and you check to see if they'd signed it in actual ink. You do the spit test to see if it was actually signed. Ah, letter. to see if it's a form letter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm a oh, dentist. my God. Someone actually signed this one. Exactly. But you've been working for Cleus for quite a while doing editing and stuff, too, haven't I'm, you? Since 2002, yeah. And wow, then, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really like I said, we we have a nice fit. I'm very lucky, and everybody there's been incredibly supportive with this, um, especially because I edited it really super hard. <laughs> I learned all my little pet words that I didn't know I had, and <laughs> I said, "Take them out, take them out." <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm so Happy glad that you every liked time. I did. It was absolutely fantastic. I just absolutely loved it. What advice would you give, say, a young sub in the sense of there's women out there feeling, you know, I'm having these thoughts and maybe I am a freak? Uh, yeah, no, you're not a freak. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> sorry, isn't that good? That's the tequila. You guys said the word too many times. Erotic. Do it again. I think that um, I just I actually think that people today are just luckier. Young people looking today are luckier because there is so much information, and you want people to be safe. Um, but there's so much information about how to be safe as well. So because I think when I started, honestly. I just wanted what I wanted. I didn't care about my own safety even. I mean, I was really low. But I think right now there are so many um there's so many sex positive sites you can check so that you can know, you know, how to play safely. And then there's so many ways to meet people. I mean, clubs and parties and so much community. easier now. Exactly. Yeah. And the word of mouth and, and all of the different experts I've spoken to have been got welcoming, beyond welcoming and supportive and um, I mean, I think in a lot of ways when you're kinky, coming out is like coming out when you're, you know, when you're gay. I just think it's a part of sure you. Sure it is. It's just as terrifying. It because is. Because it is a part of who you are, and it's and it's okay to be dominant, but it's not okay to be submissive. It, you know, and people think differently of you. I mean, people think differently. I, I had a famous story where I actually told a friend who didn't know what I did at all. I told her when I got a Harlequin book deal, and she turned on me for Harlequin. I mean, it's Harlequin, and I thought, oh, you have, you have no idea, right? I was just so excited, um, and right. so there's so many, there are so many people who are judgmental still, but I just feel like it's, it's a much safer, happier world to play in with. Um, so and that's not any good advice, I guess. But I think that, um, I think that there are, you know, between um, Twitter and. Facebook and all the different places you can go and join groups. There's so many resources. Mm-hmm. So you probably know more that you could say. Oh, there is. There's all. I mean, it's it really is a different world than you know. Even when I was a professional dom, it was you know everything was underground. Everything was word of mouth. Now, my God, you just go onto the internet and it's just a library of kink. You just you know <gasps> find whoever's in playing library. in your area. There's it pink is. in the library. That's my favorite part. I'll get little um, messages sometimes that one of my books is in like some library, some 
you're in the middle of the country, and there'll be a waiting list for it. And I'm like, oh, I'm in a library. That is, that is so cool <laughs> to find out. That's so neat. But um, You're in I a think- library, and you've been checked out, and people are waiting. That's so cool. Well, I will have to I say love that it. when I started, you could go and visit the bookshelves where you'd have your books. So you could go to the magazine racks where your magazines were. But it was very hard to even interact with, with readers. And now I actually can feel people reading me on Goodreads because there's alerts and it'll say, like, I'm on page 22 of something. And I'll be like, whoa, what's on page 22? Oh, like, that's awesome. You know, it's a very that is so cool. Feeling. But, you know, it's, it's much So you can going. literally know when someone's reading your book and where they are. That is so cool. I know. I think it's wild. But it's anyway, cool. I would, it's also kind of Big Brother weird. It <laughs> is, that's, it a, is. that's a little spooky right there. It's a little spooky. Yeah, like it's kind of like, okay, you know what page I'm on? That's kind of weird. <laughs> well, they, I, don't, I don't go look. They post that. I'm not going to your house and seeing what's dog-eared. But I, I think it's just really nice. I think it's just a more welcoming world, you know, and I think that um, it is. people are very supportive. I think supportive. people are, their minds are opening a bit more, and they're starting to see that it's not the big scary thing. And, I mean, that was the basis of doing this show in the first place, was to put some light on everything and let that. you know that, you know what, there isn't, a, it, it's not the scary thing you think it is. I, I think that is just, it's wonderful, and it's just, it's really important. It's an incredibly um, it's an incredibly brave thing to ask for what you want, and it's it's very important that there's people who support you. And I, and so for a young submissive, I think if you find someone who says that's wrong or it's dirty, it's just don't it's the wrong person. Oh, for God's sake, don't listen. Yeah, run away. <laughs> it's the wrong person. Exactly. Somebody will want what somebody will want what you want or want the flip of what you want. So I think that's you just have easier. to wait. Just wait. It yeah. is, and it's not all horrible because. You know, just give it time. You will find someone because, trust me, they're out there. That's I think, too. I think that, too. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I want everybody to run out and get this book because it is just, it's so well written and so good. And it would be nice for everybody to get a true experience in female submission as opposed to, you know, the shiny stuff that's out there right now. Yeah, I didn't. I actually really tried hard not to like pull punches. I didn't whitewash myself. I just put it all out there. No, so and, really and it, it shows. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's, just, it's such a nice journey to read. So Thank I want everyone like- to get out there. Oprah's Oprah's book club. Okay, come on. <laughs> I don't think so. I'll be really dark secret to- <laughs> love. Oprah's book club. There you go. I'll look forward to reading the um, submissions for your Halloween contest. I think that's a great contest. Yeah, definitely. You should send something. Send something. (laughs) I will try. I have a thought. Good. What the hell? I have an entire story in the works. Yay! I love it. That's awesome. So thanks for being on the show, everyone. If you want to hit up anything to do with Allison, you can hit up um, inbedwithdrsue.com, look up the show page, and all her links are there. Everything's there. The book is there. You can click over to Amazon and just go bananas. So thank thank you. you, my sweet. Tell okay. me next time you're ready to launch another book, please come on. I will. I will absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, my dear. So, Joe? Yeah. Da, 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 da. That was erotic. Wasn't it erotic? It was so erotic. I mean, totally erotic. Totally. Keep that in mind, you guys. Totally. Although now so, I know that they know what they So, that is the end of our show on. for this evening. Um, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Remember, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, the next show is going to be so kick-ass. October 29th, Halloween Freak Fest, babies, 2013, we have Robert Corpsey Ryan from Girls and Corpses Magazine is going to be joining us. We have tons of hilarious, hilarious funny stuff from doms who have been telling us their freakiest clients and their freakiest client requests and i just i have this i don't even think i'm going to have enough time with two hours that's how much stuff i've got that and it's just it's going to be so much fun so make sure you tune in october 29th for the halloween freak fest show grab your freakiest friends and your biggest bottle of booze because we'll definitely play a drinking game that night for sure. 
I think we so, should like, and make get the yourself word in for the writing for contest. Night. What's that? I said I'm thinking corpse should be the word for that night. Oh, totally. Corpse is the word for that night, everybody. So remember that. Somebody remind me. <laughs> corpse is the word for next time. Retweet it. Oh, I trust me. It will be retweeted like crazy. You just like saying the word retweet. You do know that. I do. Right. I do. It, it only only when you send it to me, it's always T W E A T. It's not right. It has to be two E's. Well, the entire site. If is you're going to be hip in the Twitter world, you have to do it the right way. You're not hip. Whatever. You're not one of the cool kids. You're very judgmental now. I. <laughs> You can't sit here. Just remember that. Oh, Beast is going to send another ghost story. Yes. Oh, and it's a steamy ghost story. Oh, yippee skippy. Send me everything you got. If you guys have had paranormal experiences or freaky experiences, definitely hit me up for that one, too. Just hit up the Halloween Freak Fest show. There's actually a form on there that you can fill out to tell us your freaky stories because we're just going to be, like, freaky storytelling all night. Cool. Spooky, scoopy, scoopy, and scary. Not everything's scoopy, baby. Well, there could be a scoopy. Could. No, I said scoopy, I mean, not scoopy. Oh, I thought you said snack. scoopy. No, I said scoopy. What the fuck ever. So, anyways, you guys, I expect to see everyone here October 29th to play with Corpsey. Be there, or kindly be square. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Good night. <laughs>